Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of The Real View Podcast. I'm your host, Allison. Joining me today is our very special guest, Jackie Leavenworth. She is an international speaker, also known as Coach Jackie. She is a friend um, to Ohio Realtors. She is an Ohio native, had her family here in Northeast Ohio. She is definitely a friend um, to us and our association. Her unique strategies and enthusiasm for helping others make positive change has made Coach Jackie a sought after presenter nationally and internationally. Jackie, welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you. Thanks, Allison. I'm so happy to be here, and especially in Ohio Yay! With, with my own tribe. Yeah, we're super excited to have you on the podcast today. And then, as I mentioned, having you at the convention in September, so excited to finally be having guests come back. It's been a long two years, and um, it's just going to be a great time. Okay, so I want to hear, Jackie, I have to ask our real view question that we ask all of the guests who joined me on the podcast, which is the show is called The Real View. So what is the best view that you've ever seen? Wow. That is such a tough question for me, Allison, because my mind immediately wants to go to visual views. And because I've been so blessed in my life to travel throughout Europe and see the Swiss Alps and castles and things like that. And I mean, I've taught in all 50 states and all across Canada. So so the Oregon coast, the Hawaii, Alaska and the colors and everything else. But seeing all of that sunsets mm -hmm. they're all they all just fascinate me and I'm, i and i feel so blessed every time i see this beautiful vista of color somewhere but i have to say that i had a very scary surgery when my children were young my son was only a couple of years old my daughter was 5 and i had a very very scary surgery going on and when i woke up in whatever that intensive care holding room is after surgery. My best friend, who is a nurse, was at my bedside and I opened my eyes and I saw my best friend's face. Mm. And I think, as, as I think back, that probably was the best view I've ever had oh. for my entire life. The fact that I woke up yeah. was really great, but the fact that my best friend was looking at me telling me I was going to be okay. That's amazing. I don't think you yeah. could get any better than that. I mean, I've asked this question, you know, almost to 100 people on almost 100 episodes now. And that's amazing. I, how does it get better than that? You're right. You know, just right. knowing you're going to be okay and you're safe and in all as well. Great answer. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah, a way to shining, start the show. <laughs> her shining eyes were like. Oh, I love that. Well, I'm so happy everything went well and, and you're here and all, all is good health-wise. So thank you so much for sharing that. I, I really loved hearing that. But before we get started um, on today's show, and we're going to talk about business planning, which is going to be really cool. And I'm super excited to have you talking about this today because you're just your perspective on this and um, what you're going to share with us, I think is going to really open 
our members' eyes and our listeners' eyes to something different, and which I always want to bring to the show. It's just a different way of thinking about things. So, But before we get started in that, I kind of want to talk a little bit about you and maybe how did you get started in real estate? You know, is this always kind of something that you wanted to do or tell us your background story? Oh, wow. Well, so I love real estate. I mean, I just always loved real estate. And way back in the early 80s, my husband said something to me. He said, you know, you spend every weekend going to open houses and just looking at houses. He said, why don't you just sell it and make money? There you go. <laughs> and so that was sort of the, the seed that started it. But then a broker contacted me from Wadsworth, Ohio. And he said, Jackie, there are three people in town who I believe could stand on a street corner, say the words real estate, and people would buy from them. And you're one of them. And I would like for you to come work for me and, and get your license. And, you know, it was really, I thought, oh, gosh, do I really want to do that? It's kind of scary, you know. And I ended up meeting the two other people who can stand on the street corner. And we decided to go to Akron University together. Shout and, uh, out to Akron. I have to shout. So I'm from Barberton, if you know where oh, that. You are, yes. Of <laughs> so shout out to 330. Shout out to Akron. I love that. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wadsworth, Ohio is where I raised my children. Oh my so gosh. We're neighbors. We <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so we went and got our license, and and that ball just started rolling. And it, it was quite a twist because after the first year in real estate, I had something like 180 hours of education, continuing education, because I'm just this amazing sponge that I can't stop learning. And by the end of the first year, the experienced agents were coming into me and going, where did you get that? Who taught you that? And I'd say, well, I made that up. Well, will you teach us how to do it? And with that, I mean, literally within three years, I started teaching. Mm for free and selling real estate. And then Ohio Association of Realtors, honestly, was my huge springboard. Aww. A broker by the name of Darling Kovac said to me one day, she said, you have to start giving back to your industry. It's been very good to you. You have to give back. And she said, you need to get involved with the local association, which at that time was the Medina County Board, and then the Ohio Association. And so I started coming to the meetings and I, Tim Lockwood, who was the education director at the time, um, hired me to do some continuing education classes. And then I became an ABR instructor and a GRI instructor. And it all started. And then I went national. And so I was selling real estate, teaching real estate. And it was just all a snowball. Mm -hmm. Happens so fast sometimes, oh my right? Gosh. Yeah. It's, and that was 38 years ago. Wow. It'll be 38 years in November. Amazing. And I've never looked back. I just love the industry. I love what it offers and the fact that every day is different and every client is certainly different. Yes, yes. And you have built up such an extensive knowledge over these 38 years practicing as an agent and, and sharing your story and advice and, and coaching um, new agents too. So congrats on an amazing almost 40-year career. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. So, well, thanks Thank for sharing. I, I like hearing, you know, background stories as well. I think it helps give context to what um, we're going to talk about for the rest 
of the episode. So let's kind of get into um, the show. As I mentioned, we're going to be talking about business planning. And I know you are going to be speaking on this at our September convention, a little bit longer of a session than what we're going to be able to share here. But I think it's cool to give anyone listening and individuals who aren't able to attend convention. I think, you know, it's, it's important that we share a little bit of your session on today's show as well. So let's kind of get started with um, business planning. You know, could you break that down, I think, for us? Like, just maybe start with the basics of what it is and what it means um, to an agent or a realtor. Okay, great question. If you think about, okay, we're in the business of houses, right? So a house has, well, in the north, most houses have basements. If they don't have a basement, they've got a poured concrete footer, and there's a foundation for the house. And the house is only as good as its foundation. Mm -hmm. A business plan, in my opinion, is the foundation of the business. And if you don't have a plan, then you get wrapped up in this business. And and that is what happens. And I I will make a very bold statement here that in my experience, and that's 38 years, and I, again, I've taught in every state. I've taught across country or uh, Canada. I've taught for people in four different countries. And I will say that over 90% of real estate agents do not have a written business plan and foundation. Mm -hmm. They don't. So what happens is we get caught up in the business, and we don't take time to work on the business as a business. And look, I got in, the reason I really got in business, in the real estate business, I mean, I told you my story, but I didn't tell you why I really did it. Mm -hmm. I wanted to escape diapers and dishes. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. I I thought at one point in my life, I thought, you know, I would like to interact with adults. Yep. (laughs) Yep. And how fun would that be? Well, I was a great example of somebody who didn't have a business plan. Mm. Literally. Allison, my broker asked me the very first year how much money I wanted to make. And you know what? I didn't know because Mm -hmm. I got in it because he said I could sell real estate. But I thought a million-dollar salesperson at that time made a million dollars. I didn't know they sold a million dollars worth of house value. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. And so he said, you know, what do you want to make? And I said, God, I don't know. And he, so he helped me. I was brand new. He said, If I ever met someone who could sell a house a month. Now, remember, this is 1984. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like it is now. Yeah. (laughs) He said, if I've ever met anybody who could sell a house a month, it would be you. He said, so how about we go for a house a month? And I said, okay, and how much money would I make at a house a month? And he said, well, probably about $10,000. Now, people listening to this podcast, are going to go, what? Yeah. <laughs> you seriously? I mean, I make 30,000 on one deal. Right. And you had to sell 12 <laughs> houses to make 10. Yeah. Fact is, yes, my average income was about $800. My average wow. sale was 34,000. 80% of my business was FHA, VA, or seller financing. I mean, it was different, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, $10,000. Well, I got caught up in the business. I loved it. It loved me. I loved it. And so I came into his office the next year because he wanted to business plan. And this was the business plan. This is what, 
how much money do you want to make this year? That was a business plan. Wow. And I said, I've been thinking about this. I knew you were going to ask me. And, and I want to make $10,000. And he said, you made $25,000 your first year in real estate, unheard of. Why would you want to make $10,000? I said, I don't want to disappoint myself. I mean, this is like real talk. Going yeah, back and forth, right? yeah. I said, I don't want to disappoint myself. He said, whatever, I'm putting you down for 36000 I said, well, you can put me down for whatever you want, but I'm walking out with 10000 <laughs> in my head. I don't want to disappoint myself. Okay. So I made almost $40,000. Oh, my the gosh. Year. The third year he called me in. What do you want to make this year? What do you think I told him? Ten thousand yep, dollars. Ten. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I almost I made almost fifty. Wow. So the point of all that was that I got caught up in the business, loved the business. I made a lot of money, but I wasn't making. I was making money in spite of myself. Mm-hmm. Right. But I didn't have a plan. And what I didn't figure out, and what my broker hadn't figured out, was what was making me tick. Mm. He didn't understand that money wasn't my goal. My goal was to have something where I could share and I could learn and I could grow. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't about the money. Mm. So it wasn't until I was in the business about five years that somebody got a hold of me and said, whoa, wait a minute. You are spinning. You are playing whack-a-mole. He said, you're like being at the fair. Like (laughs) You're just putting out fires and selling houses to buyers and, and, and listing homes. And you're just... And that's what people do. Mm-hmm. They get tied up in the business. And if you stay any length of time, you have to love it because it's a hard business. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-licensed course locations. Yeah. It's not easy. And you got to work a lot. I mean, people think you just, you know, start up and yeah, I'll do it, you know, on the weekends or evenings. And like, no, it's, I mean, it's a big commitment. Yeah, it is. And it's an emotional roller coaster. We're dealing with people's highest um, emotional levels mm-hmm. and largest financial assets. It's emotional. So you have to love it. And, and we got get caught up in just doing the daily grind of things. And we never stop and think about building that foundation. Mm -hmm. Why am I in the business in the first place? What do I want this money for? People are making money. They don't even know what it's for. Yep. Yep. And it wasn't until I figured all of that out. In fact, my broker got really smart after a while. He introduced me to big boating on Lake Erie Mm. and talked me into buying a boat because Mm. he told me I was working 24-7 and I was going to lose my marriage and kill myself. (laughs) And he said, you know, buy a boat. So we did. We bought a boat on Lake Erie. We named it Connect Four. We had two kids. That's I love that. And so Connect Four cost a lot of money. Gas cost a lot of money. Dockage cost a lot of money. Winterizing cost a lot of money. All of a sudden, I like had to make money. There you go. Yeah. And it gave me a, a bit of a purpose for that. Yeah. So that was just sort of the start 
for me, but I think this business planning, it is a foundation and not enough people do it. They just get caught up in the daily stuff. Yeah. And you kind of have, I mentioned in the intro, a very unique uh, perspective on business planning and, and your approach to it is, is very unique in this real estate market. Tell us a little bit about your approach and why it is so different than maybe some of the typical other approaches that are out there. Well, what I found out after after too many years of doing it the other way, mm-hmm. what I found out was the typical business planning that even many of our brokers will call the agents in and do is, I think, backwards. Mm-hmm. So the business planning that I will be teaching in September and that I really, really believe in is what I call reverse business planning. And what I mean by that is most agents come into the business and they are taught that marketing is the first thing they do. You take money and you throw it into marketing. You get your face and your name out there in as many places as you can. And, you know, you market online and you market and you get out to open houses and you get be seen, be found, be trusted. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, those are my three top things, by the way, be seen, be found, be trusted. I love that. And however you can do that. Well, but what we do is throw money at, that. And then all of a sudden, we're not necessarily making profitable money. We're not getting profits. We're not saving money for the second home. We're not saving money for the kids' marriages. We're not saving money for the kids' college. Mm -hmm. We're not saving money for a retirement. So we don't have to move back in with our kids. (laughs) We're not saving so that we don't have to second mortgage our home when our kids get married or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so that profitability goes out the door because we don't really have a clue. We're spending money on marketing. So in my plan, marketing actually becomes the very last step in the plan Mm -hmm. instead of the first step. Hmm. Total mindset shift. It's, it's huge. Yeah. Because you almost think as an agent, like, okay, I got to take a picture, get it up on Instagram, post it here, post it here, post it here. Like that is kind of like, you know, I think we're trained to do that these days. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. We, it's, it's sort of a, it's a shotgun approach to doing business. Yeah. So what we do is we load our barrel with dollar bills and we shoot it out there in as many yeah. directions as we can so that people will recognize us and maybe call us. Yeah. It's A, very passive. It's B, very expensive. And it's C, it's not overly effective. Yeah. Now, in today's market, the frenzy of today's market, mm-hmm. these crazy, crazy buyers that crazy. go on. Oh, my gosh. It's a nuts market. And honestly, there are a lot of agents who have gotten in. They haven't had a business plan. They're busy enough if they know people who want to buy a house and they can find something for sale. Right. (laughs) That they're making money in spite of themselves. But let me tell you, real estate is historically cyclical. Mm -hmm. I've been in almost 40 years, right? And let me, it it will always do do the bell curvy thing. Yeah. It will always go up and down. This, what is happening today cannot last forever. Mm Mm-hmm. And people need to think right now and plan right now for how do I not just survive but thrive in the market when the market shifts. Yep. It's not going to be like this forever. (laughs) No. And what's the plan, you know, for once it's not like this, you know? Yeah. Right. 
And throwing money at the wall is not the plan. And let me give you an example, Allison, because, you know, I've coached agents all over the world. And top agents, really top agents, who come to me and they don't have a clue about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. One lady came to me, and it was so interesting to me. See, I was going over all of her numbers and where she's spending her money and where she's doing her marketing. Because again, in a typical business plan, it's number one. And so she was spending over $1,000 a month to get internet leads from a, an entire zip code. And I said, okay, and how are those leads? And she said, well, I've been doing this for three years and I've only sold one house from them. And I said, hmm, so that tells me either the leads aren't quality leads or you're not systemized in your follow-up with the people who you get the leads for. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, I don't think they're quality leads. And I said, why are you paying? So you've been doing this for three years. That's $36,000. Wow, yeah. You've spent 36000 And what did you make on that one sale? And she said, oh, I think I made about $4,000. I said, okay, let's do the math. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. And I said, why do you keep that? And here's what she said to me. It's an entire zip code. I mean, I have the entire zip code to myself. I said, but it's cost you $32,000 that you didn't get any return on. Mm -hmm over three years. She said, yeah, but I don't want anyone else to have that zip code. I said, you know, here's what I would do. I would pay somebody a thousand dollars to take it. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. I said, you're going to save like 11 grand a year. Yeah. If you just pay somebody to take it. And I said, now, if you want to work on your follow-up systems, we can do that. But if you think it's literally terrible leads, and if you think you're getting everyone from that zip code, you're wrong because that's just one entity that is selling a zip code. Mm -hmm. There's all these other entities selling the zip code. So you are not the only one getting the leads from the zip code. But but here's a person who has literally consumed the Kool-Aid, if you will, that spending a lot of money on marketing is the answer. Mm -hmm. In, In my strategy... You, A, need to know what your life costs you. Yeah. And I mean, not just, not your life as it is today, your life as you want it to be. What's your boat on Lake Erie look like, you know? Seriously. Yeah. Do you want a second home? Do you want to winter in Florida? Yeah. Look, I'm wintering in Florida right now. <laughs> um, do you want to help put your kids through, you know, college and a wedding? Yeah. What, what does your life cost you right now? And what is what do you need to save? to get your life what you want it to be in the future. How much money is that? Mm-hmm. And then also, what does your business cost you right now? Mm-hmm. And what will your business cost you? It goes where you want it to go. Do you need to get an assistant to help you so that you can make more dollars per hour doing the $500 an hour work instead of the $15 an hour work? What does that look like? So we need to know how much money we literally need to have. Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two 
once we figure that out, including taxes, by the way, I can't believe how many agents do not set their taxes aside. Oh my gosh. Scary. It's then, scary. Yeah. Seriously. In April, they're going, well, there goes that vacation. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We didn't plan for it. Mm-hmm. So we need to know what it costs. And then we need to break it down to say, okay, if I need this much money for my business, plus this much money for my personal life and my future, plus this much money for my taxes, mm-hmm. how many homes do I need to sell at my average commission? So now we have units. And then the big missing part is going to come. Mm-hmm. And that is who is your client? Mm-hmm. Who is your customer? Who is the person that you want to do business with? We need to define those things. And so here's another story. Here's an agent who I'm coaching and my, my coaching clients know they are not allowed to spend money without like talking to me mm-hmm. because I want them to think through it. I don't want knee jerk. Oh yeah, yep. I'll give you $4,000. Yep. It's easy to be money. impulsive in this world, <laughs> yeah. especially when Call things are me. moving at such a rapid pace these days. Yeah. Absolutely. Call me. Tell me why you want to do it. Tell me where the money's going to come from. Tell me how that's fitting into your plan. And so this, this agent called and she was so excited and it was an internet lead again. And this one was, sounded really, really good to her. And I said, okay, tell me why you want to do it. She said, well, more leads. I said, okay. So let me, let me just think this through with you. You and I have worked on your, and we know where you want your business to come from. And what you told me three years ago when we started working together was that you don't like doing business with strangers. You want to do business with people you know, your sphere, your family, your neighbors, your you know, relatives, whatever, your peers. And, and you want to do business locally where people are in, you know, your geographic market. She said, well, that's right. I don't like working with strangers. I said, so tell me why you want to throw $15,000 a year at a marketing plan that will attract no one but strangers mm. if you don't want to work with them. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Wow. <laughs> Always over. That's awesome. I want to call you when I like want to go buy like a designer bag and have you talk me out of it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you would just, you know, say something to me that makes me totally reconsider. Be like, you're right. I don't need that bag. I have like 10 others in the closet that don't even come out. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so finding out who do you want to do business with? Mm-hmm. And until you figure that out, we shouldn't be spending a dime on marketing. Yeah. And that way your marketing becomes a rifle approach. You're spending money where you want to spend money and where you're directly going after the people that you want to do business with and who you like to do business with. And when I say that, it, you know, it sounds like being overly selective here and I don't want to confuse that with like fair housing or anything. But I'm telling you, if you want to work with people you know, mm-hmm. then spend your time and money on the people you know. Mm-hmm. If you want to do it in your geographic area, then spend your money and time in your geographic area. Yep. And it sounds so simple, but it's really not. I think we our brains are just trained for whatever reason that it's so opposite of that. Yeah. Spend money on marketing and then just take what will come. Very passive. Yeah. Very passive and very, very busy. Yes. So realtors, so many realtors don't have a life I know. Outside of real estate. I know. 
And and even Seriously. you know when you try to, you still get calls and phone and and textings, and you're still responding to questions about can we you know move this window here or replace this carpet? You know, like it's still I've seen so many agents. You know, they try, but yet it business always still comes no matter where what they're trying to do. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, you know, my daughter, who is a school teacher now, um, I mean, she would rather gnaw her right arm off than become a realtor because she <laughs> watched me when she grew up. Yep. <laughs> she, that's not for me. Mom worked way too hard. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't, I wasn't smart enough in the beginning to sort of plan my business. Mm-hmm. And look, it's a business. Yeah. Just because it's real estate doesn't mean that it's not a business that shouldn't be planned like Peter Drucker, the great management consultant, would tell you. Right. And, you know, if you read his book, I think it's the, the, the five important questions to ask in your business or the five most important questions. Number two on that list, number one is why am I even doing it? Right. I mean, number two, who's your customer? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't spend money until... so. Anyway, back to the original question. Yeah. What makes mine so unique? It's backwards of anything we've probably ever learned, and it's easier. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's totally really like how you've just broken it down, I think, is so much more digestible in a way that, because you're like business planning, where do I even start? But I think like you just start with, you know, your basics. Look at your business. How much do, like you said, break down your life? You know, what do you want in your life? What What's it going to take to get you 10 years from now? What do you want your life to look at? I mean, start with that. It's it's really, if you break it down, like really in simple steps of, as you've shared, it's really pretty okay to tackle. You know, it's going to, yeah. it's, yeah, it's not as overwhelming as I think you might think when you think of business planning. Yep. And in, in September, when we're in person, yes. I, mean, I will literally break down those steps very understandably yes. with visuals and everything. The hardest part, Allison, is not the step. And yeah. it's not the system. And yep. I, I have that whole system. The hardest part is for people to understand why they even want to make money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll tell you, one of, one of my favorite coaching clients ever, a delightful woman, smart woman, very, very bright woman, very excellent realtor. But her husband made enough money. She didn't need money, so it wasn't the money. Mm-hmm. And she said, I just, I'm having a hard time figuring out why I need to make money, mm-hmm. and which was me too, honestly. Yeah, you were kind of similar. You, were, you said, you know, the money wasn't the motivator. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. And for her, we really had to think through it because it was really hard for her. And I find that she had two daughters. Mm -hmm. And the kids at that time were like, I think they were 11 and 13 or something like that. And and I said, let me ask you a question. When your daughters, you know, grow up into their 20s, 30, whatever, do you expect that they might get married someday? And she said, oh, yeah, I hope they get married. Mm -hmm. I said, all right, would it be part of your plan to want to help them make that day special Mm -hmm. and help them financially with their wedding? She said, absolutely. My parents gave me a beautiful wedding. I would want to do that for my girl. Mm -hmm. And I said, all right, so here's your homework assignment this week. I want you to plan a wedding for your daughter, and I want you to figure out what it'll cost. And I know she's only like 13, but Mm -hmm. do it. And then I want you to appreciate that. Mm -hmm. So fast forward 10 years. Yep. 
and come back to me with the number and then multiply it times two. Right. <laughs> so when I talked to her next, she said, that is the scariest thing I've ever had to do. <laughs> she said, oh, my God. She said, I think by the time they get married, we're probably looking at about $70,000 per kid. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I said, okay, why is that scary? She said, Jackie, it's $140,000. And by the time my second one's married, it'll probably be $150,000, $160,000. I said, why is that scary? Yeah. I said, oh my God, where's that money going to come from? And I said, okay, let me ask you, can that be factored into what your husband brings in? She said, no. I said, okay. Will you want to second mortgage your home for the girls to get married? She said, no, that's why this is scary. I said, okay, then take $160,000 and divide it by how old do you hope they are when they get married at the youngest? She said, I wouldn't want them to get married before they're 23 to 25. I said, good. Then you have a minimum of 10 years. 160,000 divided by 10. What do you need every year? She said, 16,000. I said, how much do you make on an average commission in your marketplace right now? She said, $8,000. I said, that's two sales a year. Could we take your business plan and up it by two sales a year and earmark that money for your daughters? And then there is no second mortgage. Then there is no worry. Then there is no strike. And you've done what you wanted. She said, oh my God. Sales a year to do that. Mm-hmm. And see, that's what people do is they look at these big, yeah, big goals. Yeah, and it's scary. Yep, to break it down. And when you break it down, it's so much easier to get through. So much easier to kind of manage and and really take on. And I think, you know, I'm really excited for for your session and for you to share all the tools necessary to to make your business plan incredible. And I appreciate, you know, what you've shared today. This has been really cool, really eye-opening. I know our listeners are going to take something back um, after listening to the show. And we can't wait to have you here in just a few months in Cleveland, September 18th through 21st. We'll be our convention with Jackie, Coach Jackie, um, here in person. So excited. Jackie, thanks for joining me on the show. And thanks for coming to Cleveland and joining us in your home state. Oh, Allison, I'm, I'm just excited to be with with my tribe again. So thank you. I'm honored to be there and, and love the fact that we could do this too. Yes. Thank you so much. And to all of our listeners who, who turned in today, thank you guys for joining. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time.